0: Good morning, everyone. This is o Vision Internet Radio. We are broadcasting on Facebook and Twitter, and of course, our website, which is www.novisioninternetradio.com. And today we're going to have this, this distinct honor of talking to the founding members of Ability Coalition for Accessible Response and Emergency Services, which is CARES, CARES. And on the screen with me is my partners in crime. So we're going to start with ladies first. Ms. Diana, how are you doing today, ma'am?
1: Good morning, George. My name is Diana Serrano. I'm doing well this morning.
0: Okay. Just so, uh, give people, uh, we'll, we'll, tell everyone what the disability coalition is first, uh, after we introduce everyone, but let people who, what you do is there,
1: Ms. Bethan. Well, I'm, first of all, I'm a parent of a, a child with multiple disabilities. I have a visual disability myself. And I'm currently the administrative assistant for the Autism Society of Texas El Paso. All
0: right, thank you, ma'am. And uh, so we should, should we go by seniority? Uh, should we go with uh, the most uh, distinct person here? Is Mr. Mark Salazar, Good morning, Sir?
2: <laughs> okay. The, um, I'm Mark Salazar. I uh, I'm a longtime advocate. I I'm a family, I have a family member who is disabled, my sister Dolores Salazar. Uh, she has cerebral palsy and I've been advocating with her all, you know, all all her life. Uh, we're members of the Volar Center for Independent Living Board, also Grupo uh, Dignidad Igualdad y Opportunidad. And I'm also on the uh, City's uh, Accessibility Advisory Committee.
0: Yeah, and that's actually the chair right now, so uh, don't don't get a memo. Because he's gonna erase you, okay? He's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) The next one that we have, the seniority, is Mr. Mike, uh, Miguel Palomar. Mr. Palomar.
3: Uh, Yes, good morning, George. My name is Miguel. Uh, I go either by Miguel or Mike Palomar. I'm a coordinator at Bolard Center for Independent Living also the Vice-President of the El Paso Council of the Blind and uh, an advocate as well.
0: I'm going to, and you, you, have, to, you have to be a, a badass to have two first names, okay? Seriously, folks, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so basically folks, Disabilities Cares is a coalition of individuals and groups and to address uh, the issue that, that people with disabilities are encountering accessing information and services during the pandemic, And this is really a catalyst of back in April. uh, We all got together back in April the 9th, more or less. Sent a letter to the city, county, uh, media to address some issues that we see are a barrier. And we're going to talk about those barriers uh, individually. Uh, But first, I want to start just by showing folks, uh, you know, what what one of those barriers is. Two weeks ago, more or less. There was a, uh, uh, an alert that came on TV and it was uh, for the for, uh, COVID. It was two of them, actually, actually was three of them now that I know. And uh, what it was is that uh, it comes on the screen, It makes that noise it comes on the screen, but you can't see it. because I mean, you can see it, but you can't hear it. My bad. I said reverse. And so for someone that's visually impaired, I mean, you really, you don't know what's going on. And and, and Mike uh, just give an example, Mike. Uh, why is that important? Because I mean, we're both visually impaired. So can you kind of just give a, a quick, uh, you know, opinion on why that's important? It's,
3: it's it's very important. It's like somebody who is either blind or visually impaired uh, listening to, uh, or it, it equates to somebody who can see and uh, having their eyes covered while the message comes out, and you're not able to read it. Uh, we're the other way around. We're audible people, so if it you know if it comes out in text uh, and it doesn't uh, voiceover or any sound on it, we can't hear it. So we don't we don't get information. As, as and, well. so,
0: and so I'm going to show a video, folks. I think hostways back online. I'm going to show a video of exactly what I'm talking about. Kind of, my wife took a video of a of one of the alerts that came on. Uh, so let me go and play that.
4: The TV turned off and it's going to give the the emergency broadcast. It's not really
1: in anything. I'm seeing it.
0: Okay. Don't, don't. So so folks, see, something like that is very crucial, especially right now. Uh, if not having like me, I couldn't see it. So my wife, of course, she read it to me. <clears throat> but let's say you're an elderly person or someone that doesn't have a line line or a smartphone. So what are you going to do? Where, if there's crucial information regarding testing or whatnot. So uh, there's a lot of issues going on right now and, and we're addressing it with the city. As a matter of fact, next week we have a, a meeting with the city, the county, the state, and uh, someone from Escobar's office. And, and uh, Josue, I think you're back on the line, right, Josue?
4: Yes, I am, George.
0: Okay, Mr. Josue, everybody introduce themselves. Can you, can you give yourself, uh, just introduce yourself real quick?
4: Hi, my name is Josue Rodriguez. I'm uh, an organizer with El Paso Desert Adapt and part of this coalition as well. Uh, and I'm um, advocating for the rights of people with disabilities and uh you're the president of what sir oh i'm sorry i'm the president of grupo dio as well dignidad igualdad oportunidad
0: and the local contact for ADAPT, desert uh, adapt you can call me at
4: 915-449-3834 and yes i'm a contact for desert adapt sorry
0: <laughs> i have to remind him sometimes really <laughs> so maybe okay so that's, that's one of the issues, folks, okay? And, and the reason why we wanted to come on board as a coalition and talk to you, the viewers and the listeners, is just to, to to encourage you to participate in this process. What I mean by that is, if you know someone that has any barriers, please reach out to us and let us know. And we're gonna give you our email later on. And we're also gonna give more information, which I'll put on the screen regarding services that, that are available right now for individuals with disabilities. So let's go ahead and go with um, Ms. Diana. So what's, what are the topics that you wanna talk about, ma'am?
1: Well, the thing that I first noticed is that when something comes out on the television, like the press conferences that they have done regarding the COVID-19 situation, when the ASL interpreter comes out and they're doing the interpretation, they're actually blocked by the news station's graphics so somebody who's either hard of hearing or deaf, they won't be able to see the ASL interpreter on the screen. That's one of the things that I have noticed.
0: And that's, and that's true. And, and, and just to put this in context, folks, the, the totality of the situation, because uh, some people say, well, what, 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 it's not a big deal. You can't access. Who cares? Well, yeah. Let me tell you why, folks. This is the severity of this, of this disease, or virus. I'm going to play a, a, a thing from NMSB. N, 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 can I can't say NMSB. I'm saying that wrong. I'm thinking of the NFB. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, NMBC. So there you go. That shows uh, uh, what's going on here in El Paso. This uh, story came out on Wednesday, and it's going to talk about the morgues or the addition of additional morgues. As a medical examiner, just to put this conversation in more context. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that now.
1: The state of Texas is now being called the new epicenter. It was the first state to surpass one million cases, and just yesterday it broke its single day record with nearly eleven thousand cases statewide. Morgan Chesky is in El Paso, a city that is running out of morgue space. Morgan, I need to say that one more time for our audience, because we've heard from our president and others. We're turning a corner. This thing is just the flu. It's just more testing. That's why there's more positives. El Paso, Texas is running running out of space to put dead bodies in their morgues.
5: Hmm. Yeah, Steph, just to hear you say that really drives home the tragic point that we're witnessing firsthand here in the city. Uh, We were here a week ago for election day. uh, And just in that time span, it has become so much more dire here that we witnessed mobile morgues being dropped off at the county medical examiner's office yesterday. And there should be 10 of those in place here. By the end of this week, uh, Stefan, I just want to say this isn't out of a precautionary measure, uh, but this is by necessity because they are simply running out of room due to the virus moving so fast through this border community. And there's a variety of reasons that they think that spiking cases are spiking so quickly here. Uh, But one of those is the fact that you have uh, multi-generational households here in this area. Uh, Another is that big box retail stores are still open. Uh, And then you have this controversial shutdown that's been put in place over the past two weeks that expires at midnight tonight, Steph. And this was issued by the county judge that I had a chance to speak with that's now being challenged by a local restaurant group and the Texas attorney general who says the county judge is overstepping his authority by issuing the shutdown despite these rising number of cases. Uh, And when I chatted with the county judge earlier, uh, he said that you can bring a business back, but you can't bring a person back. And he commented on the growing number of morgues showing up in his city. Take a listen.
3: In our Hispanic community, the burial is such a big part of our, of our lives, a uh, celebration of life. And to see that we're storing bodies um, and that people are still not understanding the stay-at-home order or that someone from a distance is telling us what we should be doing in El Paso. And I don't know. I, I would just question anybody that's not for the stay-at-home order to come by here.
5: That order expires at midnight tonight. The judge tells me due to the numbers and support from the medical community, he would like to extend it, but potentially faces a growing legal challenge.
3: Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MS.
0: Well, folks, I mean, just to let you know that that's how bad it is here in El Paso. It, we're, we're actually exceeding some states, folks, states, the whole state, our numbers. Uh, and by the way, uh, County uh, Judge Saminego will be on the show uh, we're just trying to figure it out because of his schedule. He did call me right now and said uh, he was supposed to be on today, but he couldn't. So I, I mean, come on, guys. He's very he's uh, very busy right now. So I mean, so what do you what do you think, folks? There here on the show, what's your comment regarding the severity of, of the virus and and not having access to that information or services? What what's your take on that? Anyone if it's Hostway or Mike or Mike or anyone wants to say anything?
2: Well, the comment, uh, the comment that he made, uh, the comment that the judge just made about, you know, you can bring a business back, but you can't bring a person, you know, that, that says it all, you know. Uh, this, it, uh, we're, we, we're just losing too many people, putting too many people at risk and uh you know we we need to do something drastic and we can't be doing the same thing over and over you know doing the same thing over and over and not getting you're you're getting the same results you know we have to do something more and uh you know i think i think the judge is on the right track and and
0: What what do they say mr salazar don't they say that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and getting the same results.
2: That's, yeah. That's what I was trying to, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and well, now that you're saying, I mean, so in your perspective, you're, you know, you've been very active and for many years, folks, I've known this gentleman for many, many years. So what do you say of that? What's one point you want to bring up regarding having access to information and services?
2: Well, the information and services have to be accessible to everyone everyone, you know, you can't be excluding people by, well, what's happening is, uh, you know, you have a lot of people posting stuff and doing stuff and really a lot of people are just making uh, making mistakes, you know, and not, not following the Americans with Disability Act and not making their their information or their services accessible, you know, and sometimes they, they just say, oh, well, you know, hey, that was just a... Uh, uh, a mistake, you know, we're sorry, but at the same time, you know, I mean, somebody was excluded from that information or that service, and you know, that, that might have made a big difference in that person's life.
0: no. Yep. Yep. And the thing about what Mr. Salazar is saying about the inaccessible postings on social media is that uh, uh, from the county to the state, I'm um, sorry, to the city, they've been, they put up, for example, testing sites or vital information regarding the COVID, <clears throat> but yet it's not accessible for someone like me or, or Mike that is visually impaired. Uh, yeah, granted there's pictures, but if you can't see, I mean, it's just like putting something blank. And that's the thing that we need to understand. Uh, we want the, the, the local government, and we mean government to so all levels, to understand that <clears throat> this is very important. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, Mr. Salazar, do you think do you feel that participation is very important? And what I mean by that is, as you, you belong, you're the chair of the AAC. And I know that's a good mechanism for anyone to bring issues up regarding access. So, I mean, what can you say about the AAC and, and, and the you meeting we attended yesterday at the COIN?
2: Yeah, the, well, the, the AAC has been around for several years. Uh, the, it's the city's the El Paso uh, Accessibility Advisory Committee. And uh, there's there's uh, an appointed member from every district of the eight districts plus one appointed by the mayor. Uh, right now we have three uh, vacancies. I believe district six, district eight, and the mayor's office have not appointed a member uh, of the of the uh, committee. But uh, we have been meeting. There were. Uh, Several meetings we've missed since since March, since this COVID thing started. Uh, but then we started, we resumed uh, some meetings. I believe it was in in uh, August, and we started having the Zoom meetings because uh, the city the city the city was the one that was saying that we couldn't continue with our meetings. But we ended up they ended up giving permission for us to have the Zoom meetings. So we've resumed those and those are held every month and uh, they are uh, open to the public you know we always invite members of the public usually you know we don't have the main participants are the uh, uh, advocates and um, we want more people to participate here this is something where everybody you know you see something that is not accessible in your community uh, you need to report it and uh this is th- through this committee it's a great way for you to participate to to get your problems heard and get your problems hopefully resolved um the uh the information that is put out you know just like you know we like you were saying we started this uh, uh our our disability coalition here the CARES Coalition, uh, way back in March. And when we, when we started seeing some of these uh, uh, postings and things not being, not following accessibility guidelines, not following the law. And, and since March, you know, we barely found out about this meeting called the COIN Mm-hmm. We um, and we barely found out about this, and we attended a meeting uh, yesterday.
0: And that's the city's department, right? That's a, that's the we, weird thing
2: about it. We, the that's the city's. and you know, I mean, some of these things, the accessibility, the accessibility advisory committee, and uh, and the coin uh, meetings, you know. Uh, some of that
0: information is just not getting out to the public. And what's was really sad, Mr. Salasad, is you know, especially you being the chair of the AAC, you would think you would think that, you know what, this this a coin being a city department saying, you know what, let's reach out. Do we have any kind of mechanism like a you know, a director or you know, something, which you do, we have a coordinator and the AAC. But you would think that I reached out to you and say, Mr. Salasad, could we make a presentation at the AAC? But they didn't. And not only that, folks. This is how important, quote unquote, the city has regarding for people with disabilities. The mayor, I left the AAC back in April, June of April, June of 2018. Two and Two and a half years. Yeah. He has he has not appointed no one. Two and a half year folks, and that's 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 your that's your commitment from the city, especially the mayor regarding people with disabilities. But go ahead, Mr. Seltz. I didn't want to interrupt you. Sorry about that.
2: Well, yeah, that's uh, that's that's exactly what we're saying. You know, we you, you have, we need community participation, and um, a lot of times that participation doesn't happen because the community doesn't know about these things. Yeah, and uh, the the uh, the organizations and things uh, they they carry on. They they think they're doing a good job. You know, they do outreach and they they they. You know they say they're uh, reaching out to the community, but we don't see the, the real community response. You know you should have, you should have, uh, rooms full of people attending these meetings.
0: Yep, amen to that. Especially if the this the, the the severity of this virus. And if you, um, so we're going to go to for Mike, uh, Mr. Salasai. And like I said, all of you on 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 the show are welcome to chime in whenever oh. you want. But uh, Mike. Um, so your point, and before you, you want to talk about that um, the WeLab um, program, uh, Mike. do You want to t- touch on that, or you want me to do that about the testing at home?
3: No, go ahead with WeLab. Yeah.
0: Okay, real fast, folks. What Mr. Salas was saying, having information, crucial information, is that we found out yesterday. Uh, this is well, we found out the other day actually. It's called We We Medical Lab, and what they do. It's free. They'll come to your home to test you for the COVID. And um, let me put, I'm going to go ahead and bring that. I put that on the screen now. So their number is 915 218 6026. 915 218 6028. I'm sorry. 6026. I'm repeating that for those who can't see the screen. And this, what they'll do, uh, they work from 9 to 2, the intake. It's from 9 to 2 Monday to Friday. You call, and then we'll go ahead and schedule for appointments. to come to your home, swab you. And this is very beneficial, I think, for those individuals that that, that really don't have mobility because of illness, of age. Um, it's not for lazy people now, okay? If you can't use it, that people that really need it. Use it, like my aunt. She has problems with her legs. So uh, that number is 915-218-6026. And I missed Mister. McPalaman. So, I mean, we've been talking, you know, bringing up good points here. So, what point do you want to bring regarding to yeah. having access? George, introduce?
2: George, you've been saying the number a little bit wrong. Is it? It's, it's two. Yeah, there's something eight, on the screen. Two one eight two six zero oh, six. I put two six. It's you, that's the correct number that you have posted, but you keep saying something different. There.
0: Oh, my bad, just, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry.
2: It's two one eight two six. Zero
0: six. Okay. Uh, no, actually, it's six zero two. What number <laughs> do I have on the screen?
2: It's two one eight two six zero six.
0: Okay, that's the number I have on the screen. My bad. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, um. <laughs> okay, you, know why, you know what I did there, uh, Mr. Salasian? I'm glad <mail> you, mean, you, I I had some test dyslexia, so yes. it's actually six zero two six. My bad. Let me go take that screen. Let me take it off. My bad. So, so this is wrong. Yeah, that is wrong. It's 915-6026. My apologies. Six
2: zero two six. Okay. Yes,
0: my, I do apologize. Okay. I'm gonna go and take that off. I do apologize that, and I, I do that a lot. I I put I mix up numbers. Um, Mr. Palaman, uh, so what point do you want to bring up regarding this, this crucial issue regarding access and services, or services and information?
3: Was uh, just to echo uh, about what uh, Mr. Salazar and yourself, of course, uh, We Labs uh, just a little bit into that. Uh, it also it will also help for those people they can't uh, um, travel or or commute to go get testing uh, that that would highly benefit them. Um, as far as uh, uh, what Mr. Salazar said. Uh, you know uh i believe i believe uh our community of, of of people with disabilities is constantly growing we're becoming a lot more aware of uh what uh what what we stand in the city uh, and uh, what i want to bring about is uh in the past we used to have full-time ada coordinators uh in, like uh uh, Mr. Salazar and yourself stated, uh, you know, it's like the AAC and the ADA coordinator and COIN aren't, aren't the, uh, uh, the communication's not there. It's like the left hand doesn't know where the right hand is. And I believe it should be up to the ADA coordinator to get things going. I mean, that that's what coordinators do is put things together. Um uh, not to not to uh, say that uh, it's not getting done because uh, Julio Perez uh, he works very diligently uh, to what he does and he's a very good guy uh, but it's like I, I I said it yesterday at the, at the meeting uh, with no no pun intended and, and not to tear him down or anything. But we don't have a part-time police department. We don't have a part-time uh, fire department, or even the the point is not a part-time institution either. Uh, why, why do we have to have a part-time media coordinator? I think uh, uh, the population of disabled people in El Paso, especially in these times, and uh, that's what I think, uh, uh, and the the same needs and that, that that's what i think we're going to push forward to as well is, is uh, uh more attention to that position so it it'll it'll drizzle down to people with disabilities who want to do outreach who, who want information who want you know uh, uh more participation with with Advocates groups and such, so and it's uh,
0: the thing yeah. of, of what Mr. Palomar is saying. So I mean, to interrupt you there, Mike. Mr. Palomar is, is saying that the Sun Metro and the AGA coordinator are entwined right now. For example, uh, the coordinator, the AGA coordinator, is what they call the city um compliance officer for Sun Metro, so he's wearing two hats right now. And what Mr. Pa- Palomar is, it's, 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 a, it's a good point to bring up, especially during this time. Uh, is to have a full time a dedicated you know full attention to our issues and by the way i've corrected the number now it has the right number 9152186026 um yeah. regarding the we medical lab folks call that number and we're going to talk about another pro- program from amastad uh later on in the show uh, regarding where uh amastad will actually pick you up if you have a mobility uh, uh, impediment or transportation impediment. Um, so we're going to go, ahead and go with Mr. Josue Rodriguez. Um, Mr. Rodriguez, um, I know you had an incident and I, do you want to talk about this, sir?
4: Yeah, I actually do. Um, I think it, it's important that we let people know what's going on, especially so it won't happen to others. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, so I, I had to go get tested myself. Um, and they have a unit here at El Paso Community College, um, Valle Verde Campus, which is down the street from my house. So I went down there in my wheelchair. And as I was approaching, they told me that I couldn't get tested because I had to be in a, in a, in a vehicle, in a car. I, I didn't understand why. Um, so all I could do was head back home. But on my way back home, um, I actually saw a a couple of friends that were in a car. And what happened was that they literally, um, I literally had to get off my chair and get in the car. And one of my friends had to drive the wheelchair back home so that they could uh, take me to get tested. Um, And this is something that we've brought up and according to the city, it's gonna be fixed, but I don't think that this is um, appropriate, especially for people, if we're having, trouble getting accessible information um and if people are able to get to the testing site by whichever means they can um they shouldn't be denied testing that that's a that's my main concern that people who are people who just with disabilities who use mobility devices who have pre-existing conditions who are more vulnerable to to this um virus are being the ones uh, being denied access to testing and access to information. So it's really concerning um, that this is happening, but hopefully moving forward, they will address these issues. And if you don't mind, George, I'd like to um, touch on what you all mentioned about participation earlier. Sure. So it is important. Again, you mentioned we we have been with this for, since may um and participation is important people because if we i mean it's typically the same individuals the same groups um pushing on issues of accessibility and issues affecting people with disabilities in our community but because it is the same people because we continue to push and it's important for us to participate and keep doing this but sometimes sometimes um, they don't take us serious because we are the same people. If we had more people calling their city representatives, calling the ADA coordinator, uh, ca- calling um, and reporting access issues, we would have uh, more changes that we need done. And right now, right now, everyone, this is a dire situation for a lot of us with pre-existing conditions. We are more vul- vulnerable to this to this virus, so it is important that you participate i know i know i've heard it before i've heard it many times the oh well you're doing it so just do it for us or or why do i participate if nobody listens to us or 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 Josué or, or mike um there's an issue i have with the city can you bring this up at, at the meeting you go to mm-hmm. no people our voice, our voices are on and we have to make it heard and the more voices that are heard, the more importance um, this will take for people, for our local government, our local state and national government. It's important, like George always says, participation is important. And it is very true. Um, and if you want to participate, get in touch with us, please. We need, we need numbers right now. The more voices that we have speaking, the, the louder um, we're going to be heard.
0: Yep. And it's true. Uh, I put Julio's number, Julio Perez. I put his number on the screen, 915-212-3005. And what Josue said is so true. They'll, they'll call, you know, one of us and say, well, I need this done or can you help me with this? I'm like, what can't you do yourself? Well, you know, why participate in the process? Well, no, it's just, I don't want to, that's what, 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 uh, Josue is saying. We need you folks. We need you to, I mean, is five is okay but we have 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, getting the same issue, trust, our voices are gonna be heard. And
1: and I I think, um, this is Diane, Mr. George, and I also believe that it has to start at the local level because yesterday when we were at the coin meeting, something that really got to me on the personal level is when we were asking questions or making comments, the response at the coin meeting was, we're working on it. We're trying to fix it ASAP. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, ASAP, what is ASAP to you? That is one of the things that that to me, it's, you know, this. we're in a pandemic here. Everybody in our disability community needs to have accessibility. And our community is waiting, well, by December, by November, and their response is ASAP. We're trying to work it. We're trying to work on it ASAP, as fast as we can. There's really no date giving, no month, not even a time frame given to us.
0: And don't you feel? Don't all of us feel? And we're not just folks. We're not whining. We're not just excuse my language bitching. We are tired of being secondhand. Oops, uh, an afterthought. We, we we want it to be more proactive, not reactive, like Ms. Diana was saying. Like yesterday, oh, we'll think about it, or oh, we're, we're going to work on it. Folks, now I'm going to disclose this. Uh, an attorney, I'm not going to say from where or who or where, you know, when. An attorney has sent a letter, a demand letter to the city that is due by November 17th to fix the TV situation I showed you earlier, the, the video I showed you. If not, Possibly go into litigation. And I want to, me and probably me and Michael will be the, one of the, the claimants. I want to go for it because I'm tired. I'm tired of us being treated like second nature or oops. Or we, like, for example, folks, I'll give you an example. The first COVID press conference they had, no ASL interpreter, none, none. So just by my grace of my work with advocacy, I, had, I called Mr., uh, or actually, Tommy Gonzalez called me because I sent an email. And we spoke. Now, folks, mind you, he's a former ADA coroner for Lubbock. Okay? So he knows the importance. So when I spoke to him, I go, sir, there's no ASL interpreter. What What's going on? Well, Mr. Savala, sorry. White folks, we always hear that word sorry. We you know what sorry means? That you're not going to do it again. That's what sorry means. Don't, don't let my wife hear that. But anyways, so the thing is, he said sorry, we were in a rush. That's what he put together. And I'm like, See, folks, you have to understand what we're asking for. It's not because we want to ask for it. It's the law. It's the law. It's not like we're saying every blind person wants a 60-inch TV on their home so they can see it. Or, or I want it. It is the law. Simple as that, folks. That's all we're asking the city to do. We don't want, and I bet you anybody on this, on this call, on this show, would tell you. We don't. We're
1: just asking for them to have compliance yes. with the law.
0: And treat us equal. We don't, want to, we don't want to be special. We're not special. We're like anyone else. We just have limitations. Just give us equal access. That's where we're at. And we're going to get it, folks, because there's other members, too. There's Christy Lai. There's their, Laura Marquez, She's the, other, the other founding members. And there's Kimberly, I uh, always got, 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 say her last name. How do you say her last name? I'm sorry. Griego. Uh, Kimberly, Kimberly. You gotta Griego. You got to roll that R, and I can't roll R's, folks. I'm sorry. And that's what I'm saying. We're going to push for those folks, but we need your help. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Josue, can you give uh, give out our, our email? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's E.
4: Cares?
0: It mm-hmm. uh, Disability yeah, Cares it's- EP.
4: Disabilitycares ep at gmail.com. Thank you. you Sorry,
0: Jose, I put you on the spot there, <laughs> man. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, everyone, please, if you know anyone, call our email disabilitycares with S C A R E S E P at gmail.com. I know there's people out here that are watching this. Like, oh, hell yeah, that happened to my mom or it happened to my tia. Well, let your voice tell us. Exactly. Don't go, don't just say, oh, no quiero, I don't wanna. No. Mm mm. Because you know why, folks, this is why we're 146 ranked in regards to accessibility out of 200 cities in the U.S. This is why we need your help. This is why we're on this, on this show, all of us, to say we want you to participate. So, but before we, before we go on, uh, I think it's important that all of us, if we can, is just give an example of how someone that we know can participate and I'm going to start reverse so this time. I'm going to start with Ms. Diane. What can you tell your friends and family, Ms. Diane to do to help us?
1: I want them to take the initiative. Um, I know here in the borderland, especially um, I'm myself personally, we tend to isolate ourselves and just hide it under the rug. I want the people that know me, acquaintances, friends, people that have known me or currently know me to take the initiative and reach out. Um, I know you all gave our email address. Uh, You guys can also reach out to us, send us a Facebook message, just take the initiative. You know what? I'm going through this. This happened to me. I want to be heard. That's all it takes. And I know myself, um, I wouldn't do that before. And now I'm, tr- I'm taking that step to be an advocate. And that's what my, my fellow acquaintances can start doing. That's the first step to being an advocate for yourself and for your loved ones. Amen. Take the initiative.
0: Yep. All I gotta do is that. And you, Mr. Mike, what do you say, brother? I mean, what is, you know, cause you know, we, the reason I'm asking everyone folks is to give their perspective. Cause we're, we all come from different demographics. Like me, all my friends, most of my friends, are visually impaired, or have, uh, or use a wheelchair. So that's my perspective. But there's people that are, uh, either, you know, intend, intellectual, uh, just to have an dis- intellectual disability, or have uh, anxiety, or have. So that's why it's important that all of us kind of get that perspective that we need your help. And Mike, what do you say to our fellow blind and visually impaired uh, brothers and sisters to, to, to do more?
3: I, I think um, I'll give you an example of a of a, of a person who started going blind, um, they, that, uh, was pretty down on himself that kind of crawled under a rock for about five years. And, uh, um, you know, didn't want to do anything. Just, uh, you know, what can I do? What was me, what was me and then, uh, two, two advocates, uh, came up, kind of brushed them up and say, okay, uh, you know, what, is, what do you want to do now? what is it you're going to do you just sit here and and, and right away or are you going to do something about it and uh you know um I, you know i decided to to do something about it um uh, now now I've, i went back to work uh I'm, I'm you know very very proud to say i'm part of this group part of the el paso council of Blind, part of uh, uh I mean, uh, part of the American uh, Federation for the Blind of Texas uh, chapter, um, and it, it's just bringing about and helping each other grow, uh, and help us become more active. Like Josue said, we need to become more active. Help people. Uh, you know, it, it there's 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 power in numbers there is a lot of power and more more power in numbers uh you're not alone out there you're not alone reach out reach out to us reach reach out to somebody start something
0: a little a little one little call you never know makes a difference that's for sure brother that's right. that's for sure. That's right. Salasad, yours and mr side, folks when i first started doing advocacy he he was the one on facebook to tell me you guys do this right, you gotta say this. And I've learned. I've learned, I've learned to mature, I've learned my perspective, uh, my approach to advocacy has been different thanks to Mr. Salasad. Because uh, before I was like, kick them, kick the doors down, and kick them tires, light them fires. That's my same <laughs> and, um, and Mr. Josue, or uh, Mr. Uh, Mark said, hey, hey, come here, young buck, sit your butt down. <laughs> and, uh, so I do appreciate that with Mr. Salasad. But what do you have to say, Mr. Salasad, about participation?
3: I think Mark dropped off for a while, George. Okay. Yes,
1: I don't, I don't see him on the screen okay. anymore. Okay,
0: and Mr. Um uh, Mr. Josue, folks, this this guy is an ex- oh man, this guy is is, is is I'm not gonna say an inspiration because he's not. I mean, he he's a prime example. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, no, because he don't like that word. He, he's a prime example of what we what we should be doing. This guy, exactly. folks, we got mad at him. We, uh, he back in I think it was twenty June of twenty eighteen with the GOP. This guy, for for a week, folks, almost a week, he was out there and by for the GOP because of their cuts to Medicaid, and Medicare. A week, folks. Okay, he was out. We were when he was asleep on his chair. And well, we we was, were. I mean, it's a wee thing. Yeah, it's a wee thing. But but, 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 but what but. I'm trying to say is participation.
4: Exactly, and 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 yes, and I don't on the knocking down doors and all that other stuff that you mentioned. I don't know. I think I'm kind of, I won't knock doors down, but I'll block them if I have to. <laughs> We've um, yes, yeah, sure exactly. So what I, what I would like to see George from other people is to get out of their comfort zones a little bit, because we, we get too accustomed to just doing one, one yeah. advocacy with just one way. And we don't open our horizons to, Actually, um, other ways of advocacy. In ADAPT, we have something called the pitchfork pitchfork approach to advocacy, and we utilize the different the five prongs in the pitchfork to create change. And obviously, everybody I think everybody here knows that direct action is the way that ADAPT uh, typically or most likely uses uh, that approach to advocate for things. And some people some people may look down on it and say, "No, well, we don't like." Uh, we don't like creating waves, or we don't like pushing buttons. Well, sometimes, folks, we're in times where some where we need to push those buttons, where we need to create those waves, because our people are dying. Yep. Bottom line: people with disabilities in this pandemic are dying, and and th- this goes out. I would like to encourage everyone to get involved in whatever shape or form you can, and if you feel comfortable doing it one way great if you feel uncomfortable doing it a certain way that's great too push yourself push your limits and advocacy to to create that change that we need because that's what we need we need participation from people um and not not only because we 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 do say nothing about us without us i agree wholeheartedly on that and people with disabilities need to be at the forefront but we also have a lot of people, a lot of our support networks that can get involved and engaged in our advocacy, that can help us push that envelope a little bit farther every time, because that's that's what counts right now. Right now, we're in. The, uh, right now, there is. I I want to mention this to just ha- have it out there. But there is an outbreak of COVID nineteen in in nursing homes or institutions. Mm-hmm and unfortunately people are stuck there right now people are dying there in in these congregate settings because they don't have there's no they don't have a way of getting out right now um they need they need to we need to push for programs like money follows the person that will continue to push to to get people out of institutions and in their own homes with the services and supports that they need that would help a lot like i said there was a report I posted on my Facebook page. I think, I think just here in El Paso, they reported a huge outbreak of COVID-19 in nursing homes. And we might be disabled, we <laughs> have barriers, we might need assistance, but we're not disposable. And that, that's the, the, the take that we're getting is that because we are people with disabilities, we should, we should be disposable, we, like you mentioned, we should be the, the afterthought. And I think that it's important for us to, to do something about it. Those that can, because we're out here, there are people in there that can't do anything right now. But those that can have, that can, should have
0: a voice and a say in this. Yes, man. And that's true because, you know, it's, it's like you say, uh, Jose, is, you know, people look down about direct action. That, you know, it's Akumostan, Blasco, or, you know, uh, Blue scrolled, And But you know what? Actually, sometimes folks, you need that. I mean, it should. Even even uh, people that I know that are very conservative, conservative says, you know, we need to just step it up. And I, I've been part of it. Uh, I've taught, uh, uh, Pizza Hut, Circle K, the Lunchbox. I've been there. Me and my wife, and, well, my, my wife, went after she married me, blocking doors because we need that. But the point is, folks, is that at the end of the day, no matter what, we want to have at equal access to services and information, especially right now. One of those uh, services I want to bring up on the screen, do you want to mention this, Mr. Uh, Josue, about the... the the Amastad, do you want me to talk about that? Go ahead. Ter. Right now, folks, uh, uh there's there's an option right now that's available. Of course, the WELAB, but I've heard this might be a delay in response to coming out to your home. But through uh Amastad, we have a program that could assist someone that has a transportation impediment and with a disability. Now, what I mean by that is someone that doesn't have access to a vehicle either because their fam- no family members, uh, low income, uh, whatever it is, don't let that be a barrier. If you know someone that has a, a transportation impediment and a disability, call 915, I have it on the screen, 212-0100. That's to the lift. What they're going to do, they're going to send you to another phone number or another person, and they're going to ask you questions. And what they're going to do, they're going to come out to your home, pick you up, in full PPE, i mean full gear, take you to get tested, wait for you, bring you back, and then they'll detox the the, the vehicle. But that's something, folks, that we had to bring up, we as a group. It wasn't something that the city or the the county, oh, you know what, let's do this. No, we had to fight for that. That's what we're saying, folks. If it wasn't for participation, that kind of program wouldn't be around. Isn't that sad? You would think the city be, like, for example, what happened to Oswego? They're saying, well, hey, someone has to be in a vehicle because they're COVID positive. But how about if you're in a motorcycle or, or, or in a convertible or if you have a, a Jeep? So as I'm saying, it just baffles of mind how the city and these people are supposed to have education. And I'm not trying to be smart ass here, but because they don't understand what it is to have that barrier. And so it happens to them, right? And they're like, oh, crap. And now I know what's going on. But I think that's important. Uh, before we go, folks, uh, one last comment from each of us. Uh, why it's important to reach out to us, if you, have, if you know someone. Uh, the email again, Mr. Josue, um, disabilitycaresep.com. I mean,
1: oh, by the way. At gmail, at gmail, gmail.com. At gmail.
0: By the way, uh, we are working on the website. We are working on the website. We'll put it on our Facebook pages soon. Uh, thank, thank you, Mr. Josue, for working on that, uh, for bringing that, uh, hopefully, by next week. Early next week, we'll have a website. On the bottom, there'll be a little comment. You can click on that and then submit a comment or suggestion. Or if you know someone that needs, uh, that has issues up. The consensus here, folks, is number one, outreach. And number two, if you know someone needs help, for example, you know what? I think my uncle or I think the guy across the street might need help. Give us their phone number. We'll make that call. We'll try to help them. You know what? Are you, do you need help? Do you need, I mean, cause this involves a lot of stuff, not only transportation, but food, access to food or lack of access to food. I mean, can you understand folks? A High majority of people with disability, unfortunately are unemployed. And that's another story. That's another show, trust me. But they're living on SSI or SSDI. SSI, the max is what, 770? Is that what it is right now, the max? I believe. It's 783. 783, that's, so what? They expect you to live on 783, folks, okay? 783. So that's why I'm saying that a lot of these folks don't have access to, to, to uh, internet or don't have Facebook or don't have Twitter. We will need you to do that outreach. If you know someone that needs help, email us. You know what? My tio, my tia, my cousin, wherever. And before, like I said, before we go, um, go back to Ms. Diana ladies first. Uh, do you want to give any last comments before we go, ma'am?
1: Um, I don't recall if it was mentioned earlier when you were talking about the LIFT. I just wanna let people know that that one is available to anybody as well. They don't have to be part of the of the LIFT program. I'm not sure if that was mentioned. No, you're IPA, I'm you're, it wasn't. Thank
0: you. Yes, no, you're right, you are correct.
1: So it's for anybody, not just uh, if you're part of the LIFT program. And as far as um, us, the Disability Cares, it wasn't mentioned earlier as well. Um, I just want to let the public know that we speak Spanish as well for a Spanish-speaking community as well.
0: Um, yeah, yes, sir. Mr. Mike.
3: Um, for those people who, who are out there that are listening, that, that uh, think, well, this this is a disability issue. I work for a SIL, Center for Independent Living Center. At one time or another. In your lifetime, either you or someone very close to you will will okay. I'm not I'm not talking semantics or you will come to see a disability whether it's you or somebody close in your family. So you should listen and be proactive in helping people with disabilities.
0: because you're people don't realize that, Mike, because they're like. I'm 35. I'm, that's nothing can ever happen to But you don't know, folks. You never get an example. And I hate to bring this up, but it's, it's reality. So look what happened in October, uh, August the 3rd last year. People went to the store. People got hit, got shot. So you never know. These weird fa- facets of life happen, or you might be in a vehicle accident. But it always keep people with disabilities conscious that, you know, like when you, let's say, whoever's watching or listening, were you gonna do something on Facebook or you're gonna have a party, just think of you know what? I have a family member that uses a wheelchair or, or or is blind. Let me think about them too. Because I mean I'm not talking bad about my family, but sometimes we'll have parties or whatever and I'm like, What's going on? And my wife, now that my wife, you know, married to my wife, she, she's like my narrator in the background. She said, Babe, this is what's going on. And she's doing pretty good actually. She's <laughs> she doing pretty good. Um, but like I said, uh all we want to do, like Mr. Lara, one of my mentors says, is inclusion is a solution. Simple as that, it's not that hard. Uh, Mr. Josue, any last words?
4: Yeah, um, I, I want to um, just piggyback off what um, was said earlier. I'm going to say it in Spanish just so that people can know to uh, contact us. So, por favor, si hay alguna persona que necesita algún tipo de ayuda, um, ya sea um, accesando información que hayan sido discriminados en el proceso de agarrar uh, la prueba de COVID, por favor contáctenos, um, pueden mandarnos un mensaje um, al correo electrónico que se proveyó um, anteriormente y también nos pueden um, llamar Esta es para, esto va para la comunidad uh, con discapacidades o aquellas personas que hablen español, por favor también, esa es una parte importante por la que luchamos a, al principio de este proceso también, pues de, de que la, los mensajes y la información se provea en todo tipo, um, que fuera accesible para todos, incluyendo personas uh, que hablan español um, y otros idiomas, entonces so, por favor si tienen alguna algún comentario, alguna pregunta, algún um, si quieren participar y y ayudarnos porque eso es lo que se necesita ahorita, personas, más personas con discapacidades que hablen español que quieran participar um, para poder um, ayudar a otras personas uh, con discapacidades, es importante su compromiso y su su participación. So I was just mentioning that it it is important for people who speak Spanish to participate as well because they'll help us reach out to people with disabilities um, that speaks Spanish and that in the beginning of our process, when we ver- first started this, um, uh, language, it's, it's uh, particularly information in Spanish language was also one of our, uh, one of our, um, pushes that we did for, from the way beginning. That's uh, true. but yeah, as far as what I would like to see from others is, is like, a, we mentioned earlier participation, our lives our lives literally depend on on all of us uh, to be able to continue to be able to survive this pandemic we need to be able to um help each other and that's hopefully what we will be doing uh for moving forward and not only that but hey if you have an issue and you want to talk directly to your city council per, uh, people mm-hmm. uh to your re- to the ada coordinator that his phone number was provided please please do so if, if if you don't feel like participating with us that's fine but make your voice heard make mm-hmm. sure that you are that your concerns are being um listened to and that that's all i have to say is it's participation and and let's get, let's i know we can't get literally get out there um but but trust me there's a lot of things that we can do on the phone writing emails Mm -hmm. sending letters writing sending letters by mail um having other people communicate with each other and and help on the needs uh christy lai also helps a lot with the um uh food bank and i know that there's a lot of need and a lot of assistance that that they need as well because they provide they provide um access to food for people who who can't go out and get it themselves as well so that, again, that, that is, it's very important and crucial that, that those, that people who, who, that everybody does their part, what little whatever little part that is that you are able to do, that you, that you do it, whether it be phone calls, helping out at the food banks, assisting, um, your own family members sometimes, please do so. And that's how we're going to get out of this pandemic and, and be able to
0: hopefully live somewhat of a normal life after. No this. right, someday. Yeah. yeah, I think I think yeah. um, Mr. Salasal is back on, Mr. Salasal. Yeah.
4: Uh, George. One last thing. I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. No. I, I just wanted to also mention about um, people people acquiring disabilities. Um, this goes out to to everybody because. What we're seeing as well is that right after people acquire COVID, they are acquiring disabilities as, as well as um, as part of the of the uh, aftermath of having COVID nineteen. So let, let's also keep that in mind, people. Shoot, you're
1: right.
0: The lungs.
4: You're
1: right. You're right. you. Yeah. Mr. Martin
0: a recovery we're, process that we are going through. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I know I, uh one of my knows a know man that he got COVID back in May and he still uses oxygen. And he's young. He's in his thirties. So uh, Mr. Salazar, before we leave, do you have any last words, sir?
2: Yes, uh yes. I'm I'm back. Can can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Uh yes, I, I apologize. Uh, something happened. My computer just went out completely and uh I had to reboot, and and I didn't know whether it was the show or my computer. I think it was my computer. Uh, It's the Russians. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I apologize. But uh, I'm glad I I, I got to be back before the show ended. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to say, first of all, with the Accessibility Advisory Committee, you know, like I said, we... Uh, Meet every month and this month our last meeting we're having an ethics training on on Friday the 20th So that's going to be our last meeting for the for the year and we'll be back in uh, in operation in January, so uh, Look into that participate ask us questions and ask us for information and we'll we'll uh, give you the information so you can uh, join us and we'll try to publicize it as much as we can. But uh, we, like Josue was saying, you know, we don't, we don't, we're just, uh, we're a representatives for a lot of people. But you, we can't represent everybody where we we need everybody to participate. We don't know what your neighborhood is like. We don't know what you encounter when you're walking down your street or when you come downtown or you go shopping or you go, take, go to the doctor, whatever. But when you encounter those barriers, that's what we need to know. Mm-hmm. You know, the city needs to know. The city has money. They've given $500,000 for what they call on-demand requests for you to report something and for them to fix it.
0: Again, and we, Mr. Salas, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Again, folks, I'm pointing at the screen. I'm sorry. Bad manners. I know that. Um, this is why, again, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up. That folks, the 500,000 dollars, because before it was zero. But again, yeah. us, the group you're there, Mark. Us yeah. way. Mike, we stepped up and no, 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 put money thanks to Mr. leaser thank God he's coming back. He put 500,000 dollars actually, it was 250, and it went up. But if it wasn't for participation folks, that's my have that hashtag. No participation, no progress. If it wasn't for that, it'll still be at zero. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Salazar. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah,
2: that's right. We we had to advocate for that money, and finally, the city is the city is putting it in every year, and we hope it continues. But you know, if we don't spend it, you know, we're going to lose it. Yeah. So you, you you we need to hear from everybody. We need to hear what what problems you encounter at your bus stop, and, and what they're really looking for is individuals who encounter an obstacle and that's what they'll report if I if I report something they're going to ask me who do you know that uses that path or uh-huh. who do you know that lives in that area that 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 is that is having a problem with that with that obstacle you know and and that's what they want to do they want to address individual needs and by addressing individual needs you end up uh, addressing the whole needs of the community because yep. everybody benefits from that curb cut or from that improved bus, bus stop, and there's a lot of ob- obstacles that you know we you know we don't even think of. You know, maybe things that you have when you uh, uh, try to get on the internet with some city service, or you know,
0: uh, especially uh, now, especially now when there was a COVID, especially now,
2: COVID. or getting this information about COVID. You know yep. trying to get tested or trying to get a well you know vaccines are coming you know i bet we're going to hear a lot of problems with people trying to get vaccines you know so we need to hear from individuals we need your participation so yep. at, at the accessibility committee that'll reconvene in january but like this coin meeting that we had friday you know and none of us knew about it until you know we a- attended a meeting yesterday and the whole the whole agenda of the meeting had to do with our complaints, our mm-hmm. issues that we brought up. And Mr. Julio Perez came on, Mr. Laura Cruz from the from the city uh, communications. They came on and they tried to address all those issues. And and the coin meeting was supposed to happen every month. And because of us, you know, we said, hey, you need to meet more often. So uh, they're, they're going to start meeting every week. Uh, they won't need any more this they have something coming up uh this week, but next the next meeting will be the first Friday of uh December fourth uh, December of December. Yeah. So you know because because of because of our participation, you know, we said we well, need to get this meet more often and give more people an opportunity to participate. That's 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 what we're looking for. We're looking for the Information to get out for the services to be accessible to everybody.
0: And, and 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 we're, and Mark, the, the what you're talking about, they're going to have something this week. What are you talking about, folks? This week, this Friday, we're all going to be in that conversation, all of us hopefully that's available. Uh, this Friday, we're going to meet from uh, David Stout, uh, county commissioner, Art Fieto, state representative. Uh, Corsa City, which is uh, Julio Perez and Miss Cruz. She's the chief of communications, and we're going to meet from uh, someone from Mrs. Uh, Escobar's office. She'll be flying in from Washington. So this is how important this, folks. Okay. So we have a week. If you we have anything that come up between now and then, please email us. Uh, Disability cares C A R E S E P at gmail dot com. With that being said, folks, I'm going to say good day, good night, goodbye, Mr. Mark. Mr. Thank Mike, you. Diana.
3: Thank Mr. you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you, George. You guys have the uh, good rest of the weekend, and uh, job. bless. Well, stay safe. I salute you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.